This program was first broadcast on Canterbury's access media station, Plains FM, and was made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. The following program deals with sensitive issues around abuse and may not be suitable for younger listeners. Um, thank you for joining us this day. Um, it's a very, very sunny morning that I'm recording this podcast um, in Christchurch, New Zealand. Um, it's a Saturday morning. Um, I don't know whatever time you'll be catching up um, with this podcast or whatever part of the world um, you'll be and uh, later on be listening to this podcast or you may be um, watching us on YouTube. That's fine. Um, it's a very, very um, victory, victorious time for us as, uh, as both women. The appointment of the first ever Black woman. Wow. The first ever Black woman as a Supreme Court judge in the USA. That's that's a victory for us. Um, we, if you follow the proceeding, you saw all that she she went through. It was you know a tough. It was a tough, grilling uh, moment for her. But we're glad we're here today. So we have women making history. We have women being bold all over the world. And if you're listening to us today, also. You are a bold woman making mark in your corner, either in your family, making impact in the lives of those young ones that um, you've been blessed with, in the life of your partner, in the life of your community, uh, wherever you find yourself. Um, I want to assure you that you are doing great. You're doing good. Continue to forge on. So on today, bold women on the move, we have a story. Um, we're going to listen to a story from a woman somewhere in Europe. Now, I think this is the first time we'll be doing this. Well, it's not strange for those of us on the podcast because there is no visual on the podcast. But for those of us that have been following us on YouTube, uh, please pardon us today. We're not going to be able to provide you with a visual of our speaker for today. Um, the story we are going to listen to today is very sensitive. And so we need to um, keep the identity, hide the identity of the bold woman on the move today. So we've just called her Rosemary. Rosemary, welcome to Bold Woman on the Move. Hello, everybody. Yeah, good to have you here. And thank you for joining us today. And thank you also for sharing your story with us. Um, we're just going to kick in and we're going to allow uh, Rosemary to share a challenging story of moving um, from a country to another country. So let me just kick you off. You can answer the question in whatever way works for you. Um, can you just paint the background? What is the story as much as you can? Tell us the story that lets your moving from where you were based to where you currently are. One of the countries somewhere in the world, I think somewhere in Europe, what motivated your mo moving from where you were before to where you are con so currently? Can you can you tell us that story? Okay, 
Uh, first, I want to say thank you for this privilege. And um, <laughs> I'd always wished, uh, hoped to share my story one day, though it has taken me about 20 years to be able to do that. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, at the last minute, that's a secret anyway, I almost pulled out. Oh, because... thank you for doing this. <laughs> yeah because i see what is going on on social media and i'm like no no i don't want this but mm. i promised myself i took a decision sometime mm. i said uh, one thing i like to do for myself mm. before the end of the day when i said the end of the day when everybody goes six foot down mm. like i want to share my story i I want to tell the story, not because I want to be seen as a hero. Um, I want to share the story because I believe there might be somebody out there that needs to hear this. And definitely. There are definitely people out there that needs to hear the story. Everybody yeah. needs to hear the story. Yeah. Yeah. So hopefully it's going to. Um, help somebody encourage somebody mm. and help the person take the right decision in life mm. yeah so um i'm just going to introduce myself just see me as an african woman from west africa okay well i'm just going to give a brief um detail uh of uh my childhood family before i go into the main story mm. So I come from, um, should I say, yeah, a polygamous family. Although my mom was the only known wife, as in that was the only recognized wife, but my dad had some recognized concubines outside mm -hmm. that had kids. And with the ones I know, I know we are, we, we are 14 in number, adult wow. two is late. Mm. Yeah, so we're down to 12. And, and you were all living under the same roof, right? Different no. women, different places. Yeah, mm. but sometimes they do come in for holidays. So mm -hmm. like, we really knew them. So I was about at the middle. Mm. So, um, Growing from your up, mom's side, are you the first or second from, or what from your mom's side? No, 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 no. I'm still at the middle from my mom's side. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. So um, growing up, um, with what I could remember, what I can remember, uh, like what happened then, um, I used to know my dad as a very wealthy person. Yeah, wealthy in the sense that like, you know, growing up and seeing fleets of cars, like just just name the car. My dad had it. I don't want to name the cars now because if I start to name the cars, some people I will like. I get that part. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't want to name the cars right now. So I uh, like, I remember when I uh, was like, I could count. I remember at the time I counted about 20 of them. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like so, this for personal uh, use or commercial use? Like 
he was just changing them like yeah. he had yeah. like two favorite ones mm. that he always kept but like he got them uses them for a very short period sells them off gets more mm. so like we we like uh the place we were staying was a very large like mm. um the the area was like really large fenced mm. around so like cars were packed inside and on the streets like very we we blocked the streets sometimes mm. so like um we used to have a lot of visitors then people coming in for help my dad like our house was like really occupied then people came in asked for help my my dad really like our house was really busy because every day there was somebody coming to our house for help or something mm -hmm. so like um i don't know what happened because i was really young then mm -hmm. um i just noticed that like all those cars started disappearing wow like my dad used to travel so much. At a point, he stopped traveling. Uh, when I said traveling, he used to go out of the country then. And um, he stopped traveling. The mm. cars were there. And um, like things were just going down, down. And uh, till we were just left with about two cars. And what I noticed was that my dad invited some strange people because then I didn't know who they were. I called them strange. They came to the house and my siblings don't say nothing. I ask questions. Mm. And I went to my mom and I'm like, who are these people? Sometimes you're dressed in like whites to draw some things on their faces i'm like who are they and my mom is like keep quiet keep quiet don't say anything and i walk up to my dad and like who are these people like the boldness you're mm. asking questions anyway my dad used to say they came to make prayers and yeah as i grew older i got to know like they were like fetish people coming mm. to pray maybe for the world to come back or something oh, okay. but it's like the more they came the more things so um like yeah. things got really bad mm -hmm. we had to move from where we were in a very like high posh area we had to move out to a very local out of town like had to go stay there mm -hmm. and i noticed my dad was always very bitter um like you don't make a mistake as a child he will hit you he will call you names. Mm. And there was something he usually said then, all women are devils. Wow. Sorry, am I allowed to use such words here? Mm. Wow, that's that's really... Yeah, so he's like, all women are bad, dear days. Nothing good comes from a woman. And it goes on and on like that. And um, at that point, he started having issues with my mom. Mm. and um he sent my mom away wow um when he did like remember i said this got bad but this time it didn't mm. get worse it got worse up to the extent that 
we couldn't afford the rent and the court came and seized our stuff mm. and we had to go live with um, a distant relative. Now, this is where my story starts. So about that time, I was like um, between seven and nine. Mm. I can't remember like, except I'm going to start thinking now and honestly, I don't want to do that. Mm. So um, I was between seven and nine, well, at mm -hmm. most 10. And um we went to live with this woman, um, not a woman anyway, it's a man, but like I said woman because like she's the one behind the story. So the mm -hmm. wife of the relative, mm -hmm. like she was mm -hmm. like, um, when we get back from school, she'll be like, what are you guys doing? You're just like wasting, uh, like watching telly, TV. you're not doing mm -hmm. anything. Um, she had a little table downstairs where she used to put some like foodstuffs to sell around the house and she'd be like uh, she tells me and my sister to come downstairs to help her so like mm -hmm. you're ladies you can't just waste your time watching telly that way come downstairs and help me mm -hmm. so to me it was like all right let's so go. the woman was this was the whole family living with the woman um, yeah, the house was actually the, the, our relative was a man. So that was his wife. Okay. That was telling us to go downstairs to help sell. Okay. So the, your whole family, your dad and you kids, Everybody. because your mom had left yeah. at this time, right? Yes. Everybody. Yes. Mm. Okay. Yeah. We didn't change our school anyway. Okay. And, um, guess what? Like the, um, how will I say it? My dad couldn't afford a taxi and the bus connection then wasn't like these days. So it was really difficult connecting by bus. So we had to, to walk. Mm. Yeah, we had to walk about two and a half hours to school. Wow. What time do you start out? Yeah, very early. And we had to walk the same distance back. So um, now why I mentioned this woman, because um, she's actually the, the one behind this, like the story, it's all started from there. Mm. So um, she asked us, I am my sister, my elder sister to go downstairs to help her. And um, so now this is a new area. We don't know anybody there. Mm. And uh, she wasn't satisfied with us just sitting downstairs with in her little shop, yeah, selling for her. At a point, she told me and my sister to go hawk things for her. Now, this is new. This is something we've never done. You've never done up till about eight, nine years or so. Mm. We don't know the area and things like that. So, um, we we did we did and the the first few weeks we didn't really sell much mm. and she was like um like uh, what are you selling and what I sell here like if I continue like that I'm gonna make a lot of money so mm. she didn't stop she continued like um as soon as we get back from school she's she's she just tells my dad oh, they need to do something for me downstairs. My dad never knew we were hawking. Oh. So, 
Yeah. She just makes us come downstairs and the next thing she puts things in our head and just tell us to go. Now, uh, sometimes we don't sell and she gets so angry. Mm. Like, oh, wait, what were you selling? What type of goods were you working? Just selling rice, just full stuff, like full anything, stuff, okay. anything, okay. anything, any type of full stuff. She just, she just buys things that are in season and just make us sell them. Mm. Yeah. So, um, my sister started doing something like my sister got tired. So, okay. um, she stayed back at school. And tell my dad, like, oh, she has after-school classes and she doesn't come back. Mm. The same thing, just to, like, avoid the woman. Mm. So I had to do it all by myself. Wow. Um, sometimes when I go, I just walk around for, like, 30 minutes and I come back. She'll be like, you didn't sell anything. You have to go back. Wow. So... So like, um, even if I have to go back like two hours after and I don't sell, she will still send me back. So wow. what I do is- that, And this was after school. So this will be getting to quite late for a young lady or a young girl to be out, out of the house. I remember mm. my age. I wasn't up to 10 then. Mm. So um, I, I just, I go out sometimes. I just sit down in a field just watching other kids play and when it's wow. getting dark you go I come back home. home. Mm. Now this is actually where danger anything could have happened to you out there young girl you know just yeah. out there by yourself. Now my dad um all those times I was away mm. sometimes my dad sends for me and you know what this woman said she's going to play Oh, be like, who do you know around here? Mm. My dad was already bitter with what was going on, and the next thing he hits me. Oh, he child, you're going I'm to thinking you had just gone off to play. Mm. Yeah, you know, like my dad never gave me a chance, not just me, the other kids also. When you offend my dad, before you can explain, he hits you. Mm. So, um like um i he never gave me the chance to like explain and most of the lady the woman she used to threaten me don't you ever tell your father mm, it, got so, mm. yeah, it got so bad that she brings clothes downstairs so like um as soon as i get back from school before i go upstairs she makes me change my clothes go hawk for her and when I come back in the evening, she makes me put on my uniform like I'm just coming from school. Wow, what and a deceptive person. My <laughs> dad started saying things, you are so Why are you just coming from school this late? You, you mm -hmm. are, you're into a man's house, you're coming from your boyfriend's house, you're, you're a useless child, you're this, he hits me, he shouts, so... Um, my siblings knew. How, was, how far away was your mom? Sorry to ask. Was she in the same city or? My city? mom had to go to the village. Wow! So she was um, out of reach. Because my, my dad, mm. my dad, actually sent a message to her family that 
he's done. He doesn't want her anymore. Yeah. Mm. So, um, anyways, to cut a long story short, um, sometimes when I go hawking, I get abused. Wow. Yeah, nice. you see some people like, oh, come in, I want to buy. Oh my and you, good Lord. You, you, you come to the house. Sometimes it's just um that area was totally new then you had uncompleted buildings so mm -hmm. some of the workers will be like oh i want to buy something and when you come close to them they start touching you oh my and at first and you were just less than 10 no protection uh, no one had any inclination what you were going through because i was scared of the woman honestly mm. i didn't bother like just touch um just buy what you want to buy so that i can take some money back but mm -hmm. at a point like um i knew like if i allowed this something bad is going to happen mm. and i didn't want that i remember one day i fought with one of the men wow small you fighting he held, men he held me mm. and i beat into his arm and I like my teeth really dug deep and he was bleeding. He hit wow. me so bad and he wow. kicked what I was selling, everything poured and he tore my, my clothes. Hmm. So I took the bowl. Uh, uh, the other things were poured on the floor. So I just ran away. Wow. And when I go back, this woman was like, I tried to explain. Oh, you mean when you were playing? I said, no, I wasn't playing. And anyway, it didn't go down well. Mm. It didn't go down well. And um, I got upstairs. Like, today I'm going to tell my dad what's been going on. And do you know what? I don't know what she had told my dad. As soon as I got inside the house, my dad was behind the door. The next wow. thing, he just gave me a very dirty slap. Like, I fell down. I didn't even wait for you to explain. Oh my and he started beating me. Mm. I had to run out. I remember that day I stayed on the stairs, like, for like three hours before my uncle, the relative, came back and pleaded on my behalf. But it was from that point, I started bottling things up. No one was listening. I felt... Was the use saying anything? And I started rebelling mm. at that point. If you tell me something, I'll go like, no. You know, growing up in Africa, when a child is like, you know, you know, we grew, we grew up with when, when an adult is speaking, you don't talk. You don't talk back. <laughs> from, that as a that, line of disrespect. from that point in my life, mm. Honestly, I don't know if it was bold, being bold. I don't know. I, I don't really know what to call it, but I had this, like, I formed a form of defense. Like, yeah, you needed you, to survive. So the survivor instincts just yeah, rose you don't up push within me you. Around. Mm. You, don't, you don't push me around. When I say no, I mean no. no. Mm. Now, I lost my dad about... Um, 15 years ago, till my dad died. There's this word in our native language, 
it means a heart of stone. Wow. My dad, if you ask my dad, describe who she is, say she's strong-willed and she has a heart of stone. That is wow. where my heart of stone started because from. Because she needed to survive. No one was listening to you and no one was protecting you. No one was yeah. protecting you. No one was listening to you. And you were just a child. So, um, I'll just uh, jump something so that I can go to the main thing. So, um, <laughs> like, uh, at a point, my mom heard what was going on and she came back. She was like, she can leave her kids. She came back. Remember the night she came back, she had a very, like, they had a very big quarrel. Uh, she told my dad, instead of me going back, you take my life. I'm not going to leave these kids. Mm. So she stayed and um, my, my mom started doing different things, like certain things. Just Living in the life. same house, right? With the other woman. When my mom came back, Mm. like things got a little bit better and we we moved out oh, okay to our own place yeah we moved out mm. your daddy moved also with you guys yes yes we all mm. moved out okay we moved to a very smaller place okay but it was our place okay yeah so um at about the time i was in my final year of uh primary school mm. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm just going to jump some years, like, yeah, about yeah. this. So, um, my mom was, like, she's the only one, like, trying to, like, sell things. And, like, it's not really, like, the burden is just too much for her. Mm. Because my dad tried to do things and like nothing really worked again so like mm -hmm. oh the the burden of uh the home was just on my mom mm. and my dad mentioned it that while she was away that i was doing some business with my relative's wife mm. and i can actually hawk things on the streets mm. my mom was surprised but it was from at that point that I started like like every day of the week. As soon as I go back from school, I had to go straight to Hawker. Mm, your mom now, you know, yeah. asked you to start. Mm. Yeah. So um, there's this thing with me. I don't know, but like. There are so many issues coming out from here. I don't want to castigate your dad. I was just wondering in my heart what he was doing at that time. What exactly was he doing to support the family at that time? Your mom, you talk about your mom doing so many things to support the home. What was your dad doing? My, the, 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 the truth is that my dad tried a lot of things, but nothing worked for him. Wow. He tried a lot of things, nothing worked. Wow. Yeah, so... um. I, my other siblings, my mom, like we, like we just had to do, my elder sister had to drop out of school, get um, like a job. My mm. brother had to go stay with a relative. Just like, we just had to survive with. Who mom. dropped out of school? Your older sister dropped out of yeah, school? The eldest, wow. Yeah, the eldest, yeah. Mm. The eldest, yeah. She dropped out and got a job. 
with a school start and like we had to like just do things because things got so bad mm. that at times for days yeah mm. we could go as long as three days without food wow yeah so we just mm. had to do things mm. yeah so like I'm going gonna, gonna to pause you here, Rosemary. I'm going to pause you here. But I like the background. For listeners at home, I decided to pause uh, because number one, for those on the podcast, you know we take a break and I'm sure we're running into our break time now, which is okay. Obviously, we can see that we haven't even gotten to the core of the story. But this backgrounding, that Rosemary has provided for us, it's a lot of help. You can see psychological trauma. You can see a lot of exposure. You can see what has, you know, what she has experienced at such a young age. And we will later find out how this, you know, affected life decision, affected her, you know, later in adulthood. Remember, we're just talking about, um, below a teenage year and a teenage year here. So I will, um, you know, implore those listening to, you know, just be, take your time listening. For those on the, the podcast that are listening on the podcast, um, if you're catching it live on Plains FM or any other radio station, you may need to go back to the website to really listen to this story, to take time to understand the content of this story and i'm sorry if in any way we've been upset um you hear this story and you're wondering what was the society doing wasn't there any government help all these were myths in those society that rosemary grew up in at that time so you were for yourself and whatever it is your family could do for you and Unfortunately, she didn't have that support network she, had, she needed as a child. And um, don't talk about government help. That wasn't even available, you know, because for them, they'll be like, our parents are still alive, so they should be able to take care of her. Um, we're going to take a pause here so that those on the podcast, um, you just listen to a music and then um we'll take up the story from here but um just take a break and then we'll be right back you were the shadow to my life did you feel us another star you fade away afraid our aim is out of sight
Welcome back, both women. Welcome. And um, I hope you enjoy that time off um, and you were able to listen to the music um, that we had. Uh, we were talking about Rosemary's story, a bold woman living presently somewhere in Europe who had to you know, move, migrate from um, Africa. Um, this is a very vulnerable story that most times you may not find people willing to, um, to come to, into a public space and say, and we are aware this is a public space. We don't know how far the story is going to go, but you know, she's willing to share a story with us. So we stop that where your sister, Rosemary, we stop by where your older sister, the eldest daughter in the family, had to stop school and go get a job so that she can support your mom and support the family. Okay, we'll take up the story from there. Uh, hello, everybody. Um, and thanks for your patience. So, um, actually, I'm not just going to say much about my siblings. I'm just going to say about myself. Okay. I don't want to really bring them into the picture. Mm, that's okay. Yeah. Um, they have their story, and this is my story. So I'm going to say much about me and less about them. Mm. So um, when, as soon as I was done with my year six, I was like fully into helping my mom. I was always on the streets, hawking, and... Um, like the abuse I faced on the street was this time worse than before. Wow, yeah, because you are older now, you've grown up more. Yes, and like um, about the puberty stage then, like all the futures of a woman coming up and everything. So like, um, I, there's this, I um I remember just like yesterday. Mm. So um this guy was like, oh, he wants to buy everything. Honestly, I was really excited because that day it was like I'd just been walking in the sun for hours and nobody was interested. Mm. So like he was like, um, yeah, uh, how much is everything? I told him the price. Mm. And you know the thing, he took everything and refused to pay. Wow. <laughs> like, if you need your money, you have to come into my house to get the money. Um, I knew my mom was waiting for the money mm. because she had to go the next day to get more things to be sold. For sale. Mm. And, and, like, it's not even about what she was going to buy uh, for her business, that was my issues. Mm. Like, how do I face my dad? Um, so I pleaded with this guy. I cried, I cried. He refused. He was like, you need, you have to come into my living room. I went into his living room. He held the money on the other hand. And it was like, unless you allow me to touch you. Wow, wow, wow. You know what I, um, I like, I kept pleading, but it just fell on deaf ears. I went close to him. Mm. He started touching me. And the next thing, 
I kicked him in between his legs. Mm, and his groins, which is good for him. Yes. <laughs> uh, because like I was aiming at the door and like I wasn't fast enough anyway. In his pains, he hit me so bad. He tore my clothes. But I was able to escape with the money. When I got home, my mom was at the door. She saw me. And my dad was in the living room with one of my uncles. Mm. And my mom was asking what happened. I just broke down crying. Wow. The next day, my dad came out. What story are you going to tell us? Are you done with your boyfriend? Like, are you guys done? <laughs> at that moment, like, I threw the things, like... What I was holding, the bowl that I used to, uh, like I used for selling, I mm. threw everything down on the floor and I just ran out. I was crying. I was just walking and crying and just going. Like, even at that age, like, I felt like I couldn't mm. take Your it daddy anymore. didn't allow you to, you know, no. to relate your story to your mom. Not at all. Wow. And like... I came back after some hours and my my mom, she was angry at me because I left. She was like, you're so rude. Your father was talking to you and you left, you walked away. To me, he wasn't talking to me, he was accusing me. So why should I be there? And anyways, like I got more into my dad's bad book to him, I was, just this stupid child, mm. a useless child. You know, there's something he used to say then that, um, let me try to translate, like you won't get to the river before you fetch water, something like that. It means like um, you never achieve anything in life. Wow, did he say all that to you? It's like, oh, um, it's a, like the translation, like, when when you tell somebody you won't you you That's won't practically cursing river. you you won't get to the river before you 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 fetch water like um you never achieve anything because you're trying to be um like you're just useless like um oh god i don't really know how to mm. like it's just a proverb in my native dialect and uh, that's just the best i could explaining like uh, like somebody that can never achieve anything because like mm. you know focus you like yeah they usually usually use those words for somebody that is not focused and like living a wayward life yeah that's mm -hmm. the word in a wayward mm. life but like um all these things just helped me to bottle up the more and i became really stubborn you didn't talk to your mom, you know, after your dad, maybe when he's not there. My mom cannot talk when my dad is. No, she will, she's going to take the whole bitterness from my dad. Mm. She can't defend any of the kids when my dad is. So anyways, like, um, I later did tell my mom, but she blamed me for going into the house. And when I told her, like, I had to take the money she was mm. like oh you should have stayed outside and screamed now in this area where we moved to you mm. have you a mentioned yeah you mentioned it's yeah. um it's moving it's a like, developing area there weren't many yeah. houses the and people house, mm. the first place we moved to was 
like even more open than this place where we where where, where things were happening mm-hmm. so it was like so it was a very like a new residential area where new buildings were being put up so mm-hmm. like a lot of the a lot of the buildings were still vacant mm-hmm. so there were some areas where like in the whole street you just have two three buildings and not not two three buildings two three people living in the whole street mm. and the other houses are empty. Mm. Yep. But anyways, like I bottled up more. I became really stubborn. There were some days that I am I just tell my mom, I'm not going. I'm not going to hawk. I'm not going. And shoot. Sometimes I get beaten. Mm. My mom also yeah sometimes I'm like oh you're not gonna have anything to eat to me then it was like hey keep your food i can't stay without the food i just want to stay inside mm-hmm. yeah but at times like when i really see like there's really nothing at home i just i go i go now i'm gonna just uh i've just given you like a background of what happened mm-hmm. so when i got to um secondary school about my mm. second year in high school. Uh, yeah. school yeah so I was lonely in the like I don't really have a friend mm. um because I don't have a social life and you don't even have a where's the playtime where's the time to build bond with friends you were out talking exactly so yeah. like the only friends I had were those in school and like I didn't really have much friends because like um I didn't have the best of things. Um back then in secondary school, like um I went to a girls' school. So like they want to identify with those people that are from like a um a world of home, like mm. people that can come together. Oh, what did you bring to school about this? Can we have can we like share our lunch together? Mm. I had nothing to, to take so to school. I couldn't share anything with anybody. So um, when I got to my second year, I noticed that there was this group of people, like they called themselves sisters. Of girls, right? In your school. Yes. And once in a week, they go to one of the classes and they like pray and read the Bible. Mm. So um, what really attracted me to them was the way they called themselves sisters, despite the fact that they were not related. Um, <laughs> That's beautiful. Like, there, was this, there was this air around them, like they don't cuss, they don't fight, they don't cheat during exams. Mm. So I was like, I want to be And this different. wasn't about the kind of food you bring to school. <laughs> no. It wasn't that. Mm. I was like, I want to be their friend. So I I went to one of the programs mm. and that day I got home and I got beaten. Because usually after school, I'm supposed to run home to and go and help. Mm, to help your mom. Mm. I started mm. staying back for the meetings in school and my dad was like, she's got a new boyfriend and that's why she's not coming home. Mm. and like the beatings 
increased and the hatred from my dad my dad was like she's a useless child she's not like he said a lot of things anyway name calling and stuff so like um i was like being with these people uh like this people i met in school this set of girls mm. gave me the sense of belonging like um my uniform was old even at the start of a new um section school of school. Year. Mm. Yeah, so when, when, when other when other kids are getting new uniforms yeah mm. so um i didn't really like um had anything to offer them but they still welcomed me so i was like i'm going to stay with these people they're going to be my friends so um i was with them attending the the school meetings where we have the prayer stuff and everything mm. i i didn't like the beating i was going to get at home i wasn't bothered wow i wasn't bothered because like mm. the the few like it was about 45 minutes you finally hour. have that sense of belonging so yeah yeah so and human um, being a social being we are all social being we always love acceptance you know and relationships so yeah yeah true. so it got so bad that home, so in an yeah. attempt to stop me you know mm. i used to hawk every day but i never got money for lunch to take to school mm. as a punishment for me coming home late one of one day in the week during the week just to discourage me from going and i was like even if you take the food i'm not going to stop but I, at that point um i got affected like i got i had stomach also then oh my goodness uh, i remember like at a point yes before i say this other one um while attending the meeting i gave my life to christ mm. And, Praise God. Mm. Amen. And um, they chose me to be one of the leaders in the meeting. So mm. um, I had to attend one other meeting on a Tuesday and the one on a Friday. So I had to go home late two days in the week. And um, like my dad did everything to stop me. And he made sure like even after hawking, I don't get nothing for lunch. So like um, sometimes I go to school without food, mm. nothing for lunch. And like the, the also got so bad that I remember on a Tuesday, I went for this after school meeting mm. and I just passed out. I just fell down. I wow. Out. Wow. Oh, no. I just remembered like we were singing some hymns and the last thing i knew like everywhere was just getting dark and that was it that was the only thing i remembered when i opened my eyes i was in hospital wow. and, and i saw some of the leaders mm. some of the sisters were around me they were praying mm. and i was where am i they were like praise god praise god you're back mm. I'm like where am i they said you're in the hospital i had drips and everything mm. And I stayed there for about a week. For a week. That must yeah, have really that. been really, really terrible. So that's like an yeah. advanced stage. And guess what? None of my siblings came to see me. For your did your mom come? Did your dad come? Nobody. Nobody. My dad gave an instruction 
Your dad and your mom did not come to check you while you were in the hospital. Nobody came. My dad came. Your, your mom did not come. Nobody came. Oh my lord. The story of Rosemary. Hmm. When I went after Rosemary, I never knew she had such a deep and um, compelling and somewhat challenging story. Our story goes beyond just moving from one country, having to move from one country to the other. We haven't even gotten there. There. We could just see the series of abuse that was Mary from a, such a tender age, nine years, at the age of nine years, nine years old. This is a woman that is in her late 40s presently. And as early as nine years old, she started suffering all forms of abuse. And you see, when we talk about abuse, this is where we parents really, really, really need to wash it because we hold in our hand that power, that misuse of power. And in wanting to bring up our children, maybe because of our culture, maybe because of where we are from, in wanting to bring up our children, we may tend towards abusing them. Sometimes you find parents, father, mothers, putting their frustration, putting what they have gone through in life on their children, on these poor children. Look at most Mary being abused by her father. Abuse is not only when you sexually maltreat someone. The beatings, the name calling, the curses, the lack of trust, the lack of belief. She could not be a child. An older person also came into her life that was meant to help the family, a family member from the father's side. She was also abused by the, by the woman. A child, nine-year-old, that had never been on the street before, being forced to go and hawk. And not only that, she lied about it to her father, telling her father she had just gone out to play. And look at all the exposure she had out there. And see, there are more coming. So when you find in later in life women facing issues, challenges, unresolved issues, is as a result of these foundational abuses that they have suffered. If you're a mom in the house, if you're an aunt, if you're a sister, if you have a family member, if you have a friend, if you have a neighbor, if you have a co-worker and you're a bold woman on the move, try as much as possible never to misuse your power, never to abuse others. The story of Rosemary is just unfolding. I thought it would just be a two-part story, but I can tell you we're going to go as far about six, seven episodes on this podcast about the real-life story of Rosemary and how she ended up finally in an European country. I don't want to let the cat out of the bag. 
Did she find soccer? Did she find help? Look at where we left off. She was diagnosed for having ulcer. She was in the hospital for a week. And her father mandated every member of her family, including himself, never to visit her in the hospital. What is going to become Rosemary, of Rosemary? I want you to hang out there, fellow bold women. Don't let your mind be distressed. I'm sorry if I have caused any form of distress for anyone. But these are real life situations that we all need to look at. And thank goodness someone is able to provide this background information into abuse for us. Till we come your way again on Bold Women on the Move. It is bye for now. <laughs>